So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. If you are listening to this podcast thinking, I want transformational change in my life and I am ready to make 2023 my best year yet, then I have the perfect program coming up for you in January that is going to help you tap in to your inner millionaires. Now, I know January is a long time away, so no worries. I've got a lot of fun things lined up until then, including an exclusive private podcast that is only by invite. And if you want to get into that and get all of the other manifestation goodies that come along with it, go ahead and text VIP to 844-921-0323 and stay tuned. I will send you the link to this private podcast and you're going to get a ton of really cool stuff along with it. Now let's dive into the show. Welcome back to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, and today I have Julia Martin with us. Julia is a manifestation and business coach whose mission is to help women ignite the fire and passion in their lives and careers. After a successful 12-year career in business development at Google and Twitter, Julia realized it was time to start sharing what she knew about manifestation with the world. She combined her deep understanding of the power of mindset with proven business strategy to help her clients transform their lives and catapult their careers. Julia practices what she preaches as a mother of three young kids. She embodies everything she's learned about the law of attraction to create a life of balance, love, and happiness. She believes that we can achieve balance with the right tools, practices, and mindset. I love that, Julia. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Gosh, listening to that back, I'm like nodding along. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I got so excited reading that right before we started because, first of all, you had me on your podcast, Dream Your Life, and we have so much in common. We have three mm -hmm. young kids. Mm -hmm. We both came from the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And then reading through that, I'm like, balance. Like I want more of that. And yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. I'm definitely a lot better than where I was a few years ago, but I still have a lot to learn. So I want to dive yeah. into all of this. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to know since, since I came from the corporate world and I, I kind of know how different that can be from the law of attraction and some of the things that mm -hmm. we're doing now with coaching, Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you kind of shifted into this new place that you're at. Yeah. So where do I start? I guess um, I'm just going to quickly just explain a little bit of uh, my high school childhood when I think I tapped into this power but didn't know it. Um, I was a big journaler always. And um, in high school, I had all these journals and I would always set goals but they were really like intentions because they were much more about how I wanted to be and things that I wanted to happen. And um, I would 
I, unbeknownst to me at the time, I was really visualizing. So I'd write down like, this is kind of what I see, you know, happening in June. And I would remember writing it down and getting so vivid about the details. And it would be like, and also get an A on, you know, in this class and um, have this experience. And every single time these things would happen and just very effortlessly and in ways that I wouldn't expect. And so I just, I talked it up to just being a good goal setter. And, um, and it was like, and even like, things like the SATs, I'd write down an exact number that I wanted. And even like not being the most amazing text taker, I would almost get that exact number. And it was like all these things that I was doing. Um, and now in retrospect, I know it was manifesting and, and visualizing and leveraging the law of attraction. Um, but actually after college, so I went to Duke and sort of thought that my career path would just be easy breezy. Like, you know, some of the things had been in high school, obviously I've always had challenges, but for the most part, I've set goals for myself and they've achieved, been achieved. And after college, it was not that way. And I got to a really, really low place. I, I realized now I was just surrounded by negativity. Um, I got laid off three times over the course of a year and a half. I had no idea where my life was going. And everything that I thought I wanted felt so far away. And then I just felt like I was in this place where, well, first of all, who's ever going to want to hire me now? Because I have three layoffs and no experience. So um, anyway, fast forward, someone introduced me to the law of attraction. This was in 2008. I was gifted a book by Mike Dooley called Infinite Possibilities. And I read this book, Stephanie, and it was like, I, it was like remembering something from my past. It was just everything clicked for me. You know, it was like the whole idea of our thoughts become things and what we put out into the universe, we get back. And if you are focused and intentional and you ask for what you want and you get clear and you visualize from this place of feeling inspired and you take action from that place, you can make anything happen. I so had the I, yeah. same exact feeling you, and I read The did. Secret in 2009. Yeah. I, it was yeah. like, I felt like I was being reunited with something that I once knew. And it was just the most amazing feeling. It was like every atom of my being knew, okay, yeah. this is, there's something to this and it's going to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I went and I really thought back about my, uh, like to my high school years. I'm like, oh my God, that's what I was doing. I was focused. I was asking for it. I was writing it down. I was visualizing and I was, I believed wholeheartedly that these things would happen and they did. Um, and so I decided right then and there, and I remember so specifically, you know, we have these moments that are seared into our memory, but I was laying in my bed in my apartment, um, reading this book and I was like, okay, what do I want? I'm going to manifest a job at Google. Because in my Which mind, is probably like, like the yeah. hardest job in the world to manifest, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, if this thing really works, like this is, this is what I want. And plus, you know, as a 23 year old, that was sort of like the vision of like the dream, right? Everyone's just riding around on the colorful bikes, living up their lives and, 
you know, they had no worries. And that's, that's what was in my head. Um, so I, I did it. I wrote it down. I got so crystal clear. I would pull up these pictures of the Google campus and just put myself there. I did all the things that I knew had worked for me in the past, but that also now at this point I'd read the secret and just diving into all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just took a lot of action. Like I would just ask anybody, do you know someone at Google? Can I talk to them? You know, I would just ask random people, like, do you have a, a relative that might <laughs> like have connections there? And um, and I just kept knocking on doors, but feeling so certain in my mind that I was getting that job. And I did. And that, you know, the um, the how it happens, as we know, it, it's all, you know, this magical stuff that I would have never been able to predict how it was connected and how this, right. you know, the, the events that led up to it. But it was then when I got the offer that I was like, okay, this works. This, this works because I shouldn't have gotten this job. I did, I was not quote unquote qualified. And, um, and then I just started really, it was kind of a little bit of like this secret because I, I was a little, you know, I think we talked about this on my podcast too. You're, you're a little embarrassed because it feels very woo. And you're like, what are people going to think if, if they know that I'm doing, you know, just like willing things into existence and I'm so in tune with my energy. And at this time, like that was not, especially with, you know, the people I was hanging out with, but, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely manifested my husband, a move here, a career at Twitter and all these things in my life. Um, and three healthy children. And of course I've had challenges, lots of challenges and lots of um, difficult experiences, but that's all I think also part of life, right? But um, I realized right around 2020 that I need to start talking about this. I need to start sharing it. And also I had gotten to a point, I think like you, I had lost the passion for even if I don't even know if I had ever had real passion for my career, it was sort of like I had manifested something that I thought success was right. right. Like I, I had this idea my growing up, Oh, you know, getting a job like this, that is success. But I realized right around 2020, after I had my third son, that it was not fulfilling me in any way that felt meaningful. And I wanted something so much deeper for my life. And So I started my podcast and then that led to coaching and here we are. So did you start the podcast while you were still at Twitter or did you leave first and start it? Yeah. Yeah. I I started it while, well, actually little, little anecdote here. So I, I had, um, gotten laid off. Um, well, my position was made redundant. This was right after I'd had my, my third son where I was actually on maternity leave and the HR department called and they said, okay, your, your position, um, you know, we've, we've, um, your, your team is no longer. And, and basically this is kind of your notice. This is going to be your last day. And I'm like, well, I'm on maternity leave. You can't do this. And I've been here eight years. And it was in that moment that I realized, okay, well, first of all, this is not my family. And, um, I've had so much loyalty to a company, but is it even what I want? No, it's not what I want. And I'm going to manifest my job back at Twitter because I'm going to have my full maternity leave and I don't want to stress out about it, which I did. Um, But really that was a real pivotal moment where I'm like, okay, it's now. Now is the time to figure out you. 
and what you want to do and the impact you want to make. And we'll, we'll keep the job at Twitter and do your best, but let's start exploring and figuring out who you are and what's next. Yeah. And it's like, don't you feel like once you make that decision that this isn't what I want anymore, I definitely want something else. Like things start aligning and falling into place. It's just a matter of, instead of being so wishy-washy and back and forth, just deciding like, okay, this is what I want. And yeah, I'll stick it out as long as I need to, but I'm headed in a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I have so many, yeah, it is the ask. I have so many people that are in this situation right now that are in the inner tribe that are still in their full-time job and, you know, need that income to support their family, but are just done with it. Like, just know that that's not their mission. And they're like, well, what do I do? Do I just quit? Do I just dive into something? And I think it's totally fine to have that in between where you're still there, but you're starting to explore with this new career, this new possibility. Like what, what advice do you have for people that are in the middle and really scared about leaving the stable job with like a great company and going into something completely different. Yeah. So I personally, so I think there's sort of two schools of thoughts. One is, you know, you jump and the universe will catch you and, um, and you'll figure it out. And I think probably there's truth to that, right. You know, you have the belief that something will work out and you just take the leap. That's not how I operate. (laughs) Um, I definitely want take much more measured decisions, especially, I mean, I think having three kids and, and, um, being an equal contributor to a household, like I had to think about that, but I, I think if you are in a full-time job and your corporate job, even if you don't like it, there's a, there's a reframe that you can make, which is, I have the stability right now. I I can leverage this. I can, maybe I can be smarter about my time and start to dip my toes into things that are interesting. And really like I, I reframed it in a way that I was so grateful for Twitter and for my job. And then I, as I started to explore and finally settled on, you know, not settled on, but I found or the podcast found me and I started it. I was so energized and excited by it, still having no idea where this leads in terms of career, a career. I didn't even really know the coaching industry or I just, I found out about it through the coaches that I had on the podcast. Um, But you take, you know, you follow those curiosities, you, you continue the momentum of taking inspired action, but from this place of, feeling really grateful for the stability, you know? And then I think, I think once you find that thing or it finds you, you'll know. And then it's about to your point, making a decision. Okay. I'm ready. And I'm going to jump into this and you can make it a calculated decision. You can be strategic about how much you have saved or whatever it is. But, um, I think, really reframing where you are now instead of, I hate this job. I'm so miserable. I don't have time to, I'm going to find the time. And I'm so grateful that I have this so that I can explore and kind of leverage, um, you know, where I am. I love that. And we really can reframe any situation. And that's so similar. When I started realizing that my corporate job was not what I wanted to do for another 10 years, let alone the rest of my life, I started, I got really into like my finances and looked at all of my bills and 
all of my income. And I started just putting away like $200 a month. And I I called that like my business fund. And I'm like, you know Mm -hmm. what? As long as I'm stuck here, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Mm -hmm. And this is going to fund my business. And someday I'm going to be able to leave this place and do that full time. (laughs) And just knowing that I think helped me get through that final stage where I really just wasn't in it anymore. My mind was elsewhere. Um, so I want to ask you, cause especially coming from these really big companies like Google and Twitter, and I know that there's so many employee benefits and everything, but I'm sure it's also very high pressure working for a company like that. And you talk a lot about balance. Like did that exist in those worlds? Was there really such a thing as the whole work-life balance? Because in my experience with the companies I worked for, um, they always said work-life balance. Like they threw that term out all the time, but it didn't exist. It was just like a, a phrase we said, but I never really achieved that. And I just want to get your take on that. So I honestly think, and, and I think it's harder when you're in it to feel this way, but work-life balance is a mindset. I don't think it's outside of us. And I think that, um, you know, a, a company can promote it and it can be a culture of, you know, um, of wellness and balance and, and mental health and all of that. But if you are a stressed, if you're, if you're stressed by your work and you are worried constantly and you, you have a deadline and you have that energy of like, oh my God, I need to get everything in and blah, blah, blah. And and then you create that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think, yeah, I would say that um, at both companies, especially Google in the beginning, I definitely felt like the pressure and stuff, but I started to quickly realize, wow, I can use what I know about law of attraction here. And it's kind of like, when I, when I just decide this is not going to be stressful and I am going to put out this energy of just feeling good, it comes back to you. And I think it comes back to you regardless of the environment that you're in, whether you're, you know, a, um, a high up lawyer with lots of clients or in, you know, a computer behind a computer all day, like you can create that stress for yourself or you can decide, no, I'm not going to. And that's not to say you're slacking or anything. You're just really prioritizing feeling good. And I know that that's kind of like an annoying answer, (laughs) but I really feel that way because I, that's what I had in my role. And it's not like I saw people on my team. We had the exact same goals. We had the exact same um, expectations And one person would be super stressed out and bring that energy to every meeting, bring that energy to every call. And I was like, no, that's not how I want to operate. I am not going to be that way. And honestly, like it was really to my benefit. And I think that's what made me successful. Yeah. And I don't think that's an annoying answer at all. I think so often we're kind of trained as we grow up to look outside of us for the answer but nothing changes outside of you until it changes in you. And I, and just to put that in like a practical sense, it's like, if you start changing what's inside of you, and that could be whether you're meditating, going for a walk outside of nature, or just decide, you know what, I'm just going to start reframing things like Julia said, and just start looking at seeing things as already being completed and done. 
people can like sense that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can sense the energy. Like if you walk in a room and someone's really pissed off, you immediately can sense that, that tension and that anger. But if you walk into a room and someone's smiling and someone's just like really confident, it's like, you can't help, but to start feeling that way too. And so I think that the people around you start to respond differently. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a different external circumstance, all because you shifted that one little perspective inside of you. So I I love that answer. I think it's great. Yeah. And, and, and just one thing to add, because I think that this is the, um, I think about in a sales role, for example, um, our sales manager used to always say, you guys, it's a numbers game, like put out, get the emails out, get the numbers out. And I used to always in my head be like, it's, it's not a numbers game. It's not a numbers game. It's an energy game. It really Mm -hmm. is. And I was never in terms of like, if you look at Salesforce, I was never the one that had the most output in terms of emails or calls, but I was always at the top of the leaderboard. And that was because I played the game differently. You know, it wasn't about this masculine do, do, do hit, hit, hit outreach, 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 just all strategy. It was really, how do I make this flowy. How do I move from this place of inspiration? How do I just feel really good? How do I show up to every internal meeting and external meeting where people can feel that I'm not this needy kind of stressed out salesperson? You are like my soul twin. I swear, (laughs) like literally the same thing happened. You know, I, I always, well, until the end, I, I had very masculine bosses that would say that very thing. It's a numbers game. The more sales calls you make, the more money you make, the more sales you make. And I can, I swear, like, I am pretty sure I made the least amount of sales calls out of everyone (laughs) on my team. Like I was so not, um, the person doing all the masculine action. And as a salesperson, you know, it's like you see a lot of people that are very either outgoing and charismatic or very aggressive. And I wasn't like, I'm very laid back. I'm very, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push anyone. And I was always at the top of the leaderboard too. And mm-hmm. it's like, all I would do, and I would do the same thing you would, I would just visualize the end goal that I wanted and know mm-hmm. that it doesn't really matter the middle part, the how, if I yeah. visualize this, it's all going to work out because it always does. And I, I used to do that when I was a kid too. And of course, at that time, I had no idea what the law of attraction was, but I just remember like, if we had, you know, one of those science experiments where it's like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to put this whole project together? And I would just remind myself, you know what? You always get it done and you always get a good grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. And I would tell mm-hmm. myself that and it would. And, you know, now looking back, I'm like, wow, I totally manifested that. But it's just cool to hear someone else in the business world that did the same thing, because I always would think in the back of my head, like I'm probably the laziest person on this team in terms of like going on sales calls, but somehow I'm, the numbers are looking good. So yeah. Interesting. I, I love the, um, I mean, I think a great affirmation that anyone can use is just, it always ends up working out, you know, yeah. it always ends up working out. And I think like just one other example from sale, being in sales, we would get our quotas in the beginning of the quarter. This is when I was at Google in the beginning of Twitter and everyone would be like, oh my God, no, I can't. This is way too big. Oh my God. Well, well let's push back. 
And I'd be like, why are we doing this every single time? It always ends up working out. And I never pushed back. Right. I never, because it didn't matter what the number was. I knew something comes through in the end, in the 11th hour, like something will work out. And I think we can, if we believe this and we have this mentality in our lives, you know, it just, it can, first of all, make the stressful situations not feel so stressful. Um, but it also, it's just, it's a way of looking like, you know, being and, and always looking for the positive because that's always what's going to end up happening if that's what you're expecting. Oh, 100%. Now I'm really curious since you have three kids too, do you like teach them this or how do you apply it in your family life to like still achieve that balance? And like, do you teach your kids about the law of attraction and this positive mindset and reframe or are they still too little to like understand it? So they're, they're my, so I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old and a um, two-year-old. So the four-year-old and two-year-old, like, no, yeah. um, although we do gratitude and that, um, Oh, that's so is, sweet. Yeah. I we would do love to see my kids do gratitude at that. Oh, you should, you, you should, you should, well, how old are my, your kids again? Yeah. I have a, well, I have an 18 month old, a three-year-old, which she could totally do it. But I, I, yeah. to be honest, I haven't started it with her because she's still yeah. learning how to talk. And then my 13-year-old is like all about it. Yeah. I, I think, um, starting early, like, even with my son, my four-year-old, we just would do it with my daughter. And, um, in the morning we'd just say three things we're grateful for. And if we didn't do it in the morning, we would do it, um, around the dinner table mm-hmm. and well, actually his preschool teacher, um, this was last week. She came up to me. She's like, Oh my God. Um, Bowen always in class, um, as we're doing circle time, he always shares something he's grateful for. I'm like, Oh, that is so cute. I know it made me so happy, but yeah, I think, I think in terms of law of attraction, I definitely, um, try to really model it more so than teach it, you know, and, um, they see how I respond to stressful situations. Also how, um, I, I expect good things to happen. And, um, I think the positivity and the gratitude they really pick up on. My daughter loves to use the word manifest because she knows that I light up every time she says it. So she'll be like, you know, um, I'm, I don't know, like about to like on the ba- baseball field, she's like, I'm going to manifest a home run. And I'm like, ah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But, um, I think it's much more for that age, really just believing in yourself and, um, and taking on a growth mindset, which means like you might, it's not like all of your skills are going to be innate and you're not going to be the best in the beginning, but if you believe that you can get better, then you will like, it's, yeah. it's the whole Henry Ford. If you think you can, or you think you can't, you are right. If you think you can get better, you will get better. Yeah. I was, I've been so into TikTok lately and I was, you have? <laughs> yeah, which is so funny. Cause I used to be so like afraid of it. And now I'm, I'm just, afraid of it. Oh, I, once you get into it, you're like, this is great. Um, but there was this girl and she was probably like in college and she was reading all these texts from her mom and her mom's like, you could do anything you want in this world. And you are so amazing. And just all these positive affirmations. And she was like, 
how could I not be so incredibly confident and achieve all my goals with a mom like that? She's like, parents, like talk to your kids like this. And I was like, that's so nice to hear someone that like is older and looks back and is like, wow, like that's really great. Cause I think sometimes when they're little, it's like, they don't realize how different that is from, you know, the way maybe we grew up. And um, so I think that's just a beautiful message. And I think, like you said, they, kids learn by watching their parents more than listening to what they have to say. And yeah, I remember uh, one of my friends a long time ago, uh, I think her husband was struggling with some like stress and things like that. And she was saying, she said that moms kind of set the tone for the house. And she's like, just because he's stressed doesn't mean the rest of us have to be. And she's like, so I just remind myself of that. And I wake up, I tell myself how happy I am, how grateful. And she's like, and it does like even out the mood in the household. And I was like, that is such a cool thing to think about because I never looked at it that way. And a lot of times I can be very, um, empathic where I'm like, if someone's stressed, I like can feel that. And so I just yeah. remind myself, like, just because other people are stressed doesn't mean I have to show up that way. And I can be like totally. the light in the room. And yeah. you, you know, it's, it's interesting. I actually, um, so I, I'm very passionate about teaching manifestation to the next generation. I can't remember if we talked about this, um, when you were on my podcast, but, um, I, I, I built a program with a former um, colleague from Twitter who is a career coach and the, the program. So she had a um, she had built a course for high schoolers about how to start building your professional network in high school. And the idea is, as you know, Stephanie, once you're in the real world, if you just apply for a job online, chances are, especially at a company like a Google or a Twitter, or I'm sure some of the companies you work your resume is never even going to be seen. Mm -hmm. So you need to know someone in order to get your resume to the top of the pile. And so she had this, this program where she was going and speak, speaking and bring this program to high schools all over the country and the world about start building your professional network in high school, start talking to people, start figuring out what they do and have those connections. So that by the time you graduate college, you can just reach out to those people and, um, and, and start applying to those jobs and actually have your resume be seen. And the she got all this feedback back, like 2000 surveys and all these high schoolers were like, this is so great. I have no confidence. I don't know what I wanna do. I don't believe I can actually do it. I, how am I gonna speak to a professional when I have no idea what I want and also no belief that I can actually uh, make it happen. And so, um, long story short, we got together and I, the beginning of the program is now all on manifestation. And, um, and so we have students actually visualize not the job or the specifics, but we have them create like kind of like a scripting of what does a, a day look like? once you graduate college or, or once you are in the workforce, are you working outside? Who are you living with? What are you doing? You know, are you working in a big building? Are you behind a computer? Are you collaborating? Are you traveling? Like get really excited and get into the details. And then we have them really work through limiting beliefs. Like, why can't you have that, you know, and reframing them into affirmations. And so I bring this all up because you mentioned kids. And I think that Imagine if we had been taught this and knew it was a thing in high school. I 
Oh my gosh. I like, I literally have chills all over my body oh. because I think about this all the time and how my life, the beginning of my life, certainly up until like age 30 would have been totally different. And I mean, I struggled so much with confidence and self-esteem, even into my twenties. And it's so true that, you know, to, in order to get that, get in the space of being able to talk to people and go to interviews and everything, you've got to back up a little bit and look at the mindset. And what you just said reminded me of, I took my 13 year old to her annual physical exam. And so the doctor was chatting with me and she's like, so what are you doing now that you're out of pharma? And I was like, oh, I, I actually just came out with a book. And she's like, what's it about? So I start telling her it's about manifestation. And I'm kind of holding my breath thinking this doctor's going to think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And she was like, do you have a copy with you? Can you give it to me? And she said, listen, I see middle school girls all day long and every single one of them is struggling with mental health and they need this kind of yeah. message. And they need to know that, you know, they can shift their mindset and shift their perspective. And she was all about it, which totally shocked me. I thought yeah. a doctor would really be kind of like down on it, you know? And um, it just made me realize how it it is a different world that our kids are living in. And I do think oh. all kids, of course, are going to deal with some confidence and self-esteem stuff. But I think it's even more so nowadays. And oh, that's yeah. why this message is like more important than ever and, and can really start at a young age like that. So when they do get out into the real world, they have some tools to work with yeah. to help their yeah. mindset. That's great. I love yeah. that. Can you oh, yeah. like send me info on that? Oh, because totally. I am all about it. Yeah, it's it's called Ready Mindset Go. Um, okay. and and yeah, I mean, right now we're we're just working with schools. Um, a lot of schools in Hawaii, some public schools. It's really cool. Hawaii is like the best state, by the way. Everyone I've that never I, been. I, oh my gosh! Well, it's it's not just because it's so beautiful, but I've been we've been meeting with administrators and stuff. And to your point, I'm always like, well, how are are they going to respond when we talk about the fact that we're introducing law of attraction and manifestation and they've everyone has been like oh we love teaching about energy and law of attraction this is so That's wonderful great. oh my god yeah very different than some of the you know schools here in california yeah. um, which we've had a little bit of different conversations but i've also tried to reframe this as like look we're not telling anyone to go light some incense and sit and <laughs> right. will something into existence we're, we're talking about a real, a mental framework for mm -hmm. how to move through life and yeah. how to focus on the, on the positive and how to reframe the like real things that are blocking us from succeeding. Right. It's so interesting because it's like, and I noticed this when I was in corporate too, if you say the word mindset or mental health, people are like, oh yeah, like we need yeah. some of that. But the second you say manifestation or yeah. law of attraction, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's all the same thing. It's all yeah. helping, you know, your mindset. And, um, I just think that's so promising though. And if you can start doing that in Hawaii and then have these positive experiences that you can share, I think every school, even younger grades should start implementing that. I mean, how, how different would our entire world be if every kid knew about the law of attraction? Oh, Can you imagine? I know. Just when I think about the bigger picture with, you know, and this is applicable to everything, right? Like I, I think about career and following your purpose. I think about money. I think about 
um, you know, love and relationships. It's really at the end of the day, it's that we want to be happy. We want to have a joyful experience on earth. And, um, you know, it's not always, it's not ever about the thing, right? It's, it's right. really about how we want to feel. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's the message that needs to be shared. I love that. And when you think about it, no one's ever really asking kids, like, what do you really want? It's usually like, no, you need to be a doctor or like, you need to get good grades or you need to try this or, and they're told a lot of times what to do, but yeah. who's like really asking and really listening to what they're saying and not just yeah. completely dismissing it. So that I didn't even realize like how much you were doing with that. And I'm just like, so lit up. I'm so excited. Ah, we need more people like this yeah. working with kids because it really would affect the whole world. If we can get the younger generations on board. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I could just talk to you all day long Chill. and I'm sure we'll connect again yeah. and again. Yes. For um, sure. but in the meantime, can you tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you? Yeah. So I am, um, on Instagram at dream your life now. Um, I have, um, we were just talking about this I'm I'm not actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching right. Well, I'm taking a little break from that. Um, but I have a program that is coming out, um, at the end of this quarter, early, um, 2023, just to help women who want to start a coaching business, um, on the side, like I did, um, it's called dream your biz. And, um, I'm really excited about that, but, um, yeah, you, I would love to connect with you on Instagram or my website is dreamyourlifenow.com. And, um, you can find my contact information there too. Oh, so amazing. And I'll link all of that in the show notes. Yay. And one final question, what is the main thing that you're trying to manifest right now in your life? Or just okay. one thing. It yeah. Have to be a big thing. You know, this is really top of mind for me right now is being present. And um, and I know that's not really something you manifest. It's more of like a it, a deliberate, intentional way of living. But I there's, as you know, Stephanie, there's um building a, a business, like there's a lot of time spent on social media, a lot of time spent my hand my computer, a lot of time just thinking about it and living and breathing it. And I have a lot of clients and I just want to not just be present with my family, but be present with myself and in the moments. And that is something that I'm continuously working on. And yeah, if I think about what I want to manifest, it's just a life where I'm really present all the time. I, oh, I love that so much. And that you have me really thinking about that now too, because I swear like every night this week, um, my husband and I will finally sit down and he's like, can you just put the phone down? I because know. I am, I'm like always <laughs> checking social media. I'm like, wait, I just I have to do one more post. And he's like, seriously, it's like 10 o'clock at night. And so that's a, that's a good goal. And I need to yeah. take some of that advice. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This was such thank a great you. conversation and I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Stephanie, and have a wonderful weekend. Really appreciate you. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you got something out of this podcast, then pay it forward by sharing it with a friend. This is the best way that you can support the podcast and spread good vibes. And if you're left thinking that you want more, you want to keep listening, 
then download the Manifest It Now app and subscribe so you can become a member of the Inner Tribe where we meet on Zoom twice a week and you have live workshops every other week by guest experts and you get to meet with a high vibe community and keep the conversation going. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you back here next time. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.